0: To getting salty, baby. Yeah, here's the getting salty. Christmas time is here. Oh, so I can start singing my uh, Ariana Grande Christmas songs if you want. I think everybody wants that. <laughs> oh you forgot! I immediately, forgot. Just... <laughs> I immediately <laughs> forgot how all of them went. That's okay. <laughs> It's December, at the time of this at publication. At the time that this is released, it will be. It will be, be December. December, and how are you feeling about that? The holidays are upon us. Yeah, your holidays have technically already started. It has Hanukkah started. mm mm-hmm. Yeah, the, uh, the minor yet fondly admired as the Jewish Christmas <laughs> is here. Yep. And I was in blind panic yesterday because I thought I couldn't find candles for my menorah. And then it turns out I had bought too many last year. And so past Delaney saved current Delaney because I was not prepared. And let me ask you something as a uh, Gwim myself. (laughs) um, Where where does one procure Hanukkah candles. Is it uh, something the Queen can just- Street Sobies. Okay. <laughs> oh, no, I wondered if it could be any tapered candle or if it's like a specific they're like specific candle. Because they're but- thin. Yeah, they're and thin they burn or- quickly, so that you don't, you know, have to like stay up for tw- twelve hours watching a yeah. candle. Yeah. Um, well, normally the Sobies near us carry like has quite a good section for Jewish goods. Yeah. I think there's just a lot of us in the neighborhood. I don't know why. <laughs> um, and Superstore never even bothers. But I called Queen Street Soaps because I was like, "Oh, like I can't find them." I was like, "I'm just missing them." And he was like, "No, I'm, my my order was supposed to be here last week and it didn't show up. I'm so sorry." And I was like, "It's okay." Oh no! It's so, all oh no! But it was okay. I had a, you know, it just really it goes with the holiday. The miracle of my one box of candles exactly. will perhaps last me the eight days. I mean, your God always provides—that's for sure. <laughs> Oh, you know. You know. Um, Ooh, so gonna... yeah, the holidays are here. Ooh. The time is happening. Now, before we fully get into our episode here, um, there's a couple correction corners that have been... Oh, is this correction corner for... now? I mean, I don't think legally we can trademark it as correction corners because what uh, for, what is my favorite murder might... <laughs> oh, that is from... Okay. Yeah. I was like, where have I heard that before? I was but, thinking um, Coach's Corner for some oh, reason. Oh, Coach's Corner, yeah. But that's okay. I mean, it is technically Coach's Corner because of the... Individuals who are giving us the feedback. Yas. Yeah. So, um, Order of Operations, <laughs> first, would like to let all the listeners know that, um, my mother, John, heavily referenced in last week's episode about Jane Austen. Um, she is a connoisseur. She is a connoisseur. She wanted us to know that her favorite book to movie adaption is actually Atonement. Which is a surprise. A surprise, surprise hitter. But also a Nightly Knightley <laughs> Kira, are you there? Kira, it's us. It's us. Kira. We love you, Kira. I mean, listen. She knows her niche. Yeah. And she performs. And she performs. And so, she performs. Uh, just a little fun factoid from Jane. Fun, fun Jane fact there for you. Yep. Yep. It's your fun, fun Jane fact. And then you also, perhaps, not to, not to. Uh, you know, lessen the excitement of Jane's fact, but <laughs> I, I personally feel more excited about the Kirkle fact you got. Yes. So the Kirkle fact is that I did not tell the story correctly. <laughs> I mean, I said you know, this at the was beginning the story from her ghost stories. Oh, right? yes. Sorry. Um, two weeks ago we had a ghost story episode. I decided to <laughs> paraphrase and heavily embellish a story <laughs> about my dad and my sister encountering a park ranger ghost in Muskoka in the woods of Muskoka and um, there were a couple details that I you know remember to the best of my ability and my sweet sister Sarah uh you know validated that she would have said the same thing if someone had asked her to tell the story recently but our dad has a memory like a steel trap and he nothing gets in or out uh, no (laughs) sorry Kirk Um, In essence, this is the real story. Okay, I'm gonna make yep. it as uh, short and Do sweet it. as I can. I'm just chopping up the shallot in preparation for that sizzle. Yes, and uh, once once we've had the ghost story, we'll I will unleash the recipe. We will unleash the recipe. So, facts I was correct about was. Most importantly, (laughs) what was I right about before we get into what I was wrong about? So my father and my sister, they were on this trail and it was known to the public that there were old uh, abandoned cabins, historic properties that had been previously owned by a wealthy family, but then taken over by Parks Canada. Um, There was a elderly caretaker who looked after the property Mm -hmm. and I, I mean, still very isolated, very much in the woods. And... In in the 1800s, he was looking after the... Yeah, we are in the woods. We are in the woods. Um, (laughs) He, yes, he worked for the wealthy family that at the time owned the property, but Mm. he was still up there by himself. So once again, things I got correct. (laughs) Um, So once more, I would just like to state I was right. What I said happened, or what I remember being told happened, is that he drank himself into a stupor, wandered out, side of the cabin maybe looking for an outhouse or something in the dead of winter fell asleep in a snowbank and died due to exposure that's what i always remember being the. who story. among us has not exactly fallen asleep in a snowbank and died from exposure you know right. um what in fact happened is he drank himself into a stupor and then took his own life oh that's so much worse yes yeah, so um uh, my sister I like does the way not you remember tell this being way more. The story we both decided that maybe our parents told us the exposure story because we would have been too young to maybe handle something as grim as uh, suicide. Right. Words suicide. So, in any case, Fair. that is what actually happened to the caretaker. The other uh, amendment to the story that I will make is that my father at no point in time abandoned his six-year-old. <laughs> they were together the entire time. However, they will note. <laughs> They both saw the man separately, sitting on the porch in the rocking chair. Okay. But both said to each other, you know, oh, we're looking for a map or like an outhouse. Let's go ask that guy. I think my sister said to my dad that let's go ask that old man sitting in the chair, and Dad was like, yeah, we should ask him. And then he wasn't there. And then they had to go around a really long wraparound porch, and so they lost sight of him for a minute as they were coming around the building. And, and that's then when, he was gone. That's when he was gone. That's when he was a ghost. Yes. So. At no point did my father abandon my six-year-old sister in the woods. <laughs> Just want to make that very clear <laughs> well, for the listeners. Well, listen. Listen. We can infer, you know. Yeah. Kirkle. Kirk's a man of adventure. We know this. No Kirk one just. Kirk is a man of adventure. No one just takes off to climb Mount Rainier the way Kirk does. No, exactly right. So uh, he just wanted everybody to know that, um, in fact, he knew exactly why his theory was so specific. It was because uh, there were, in fact, pamphlets around the site about the ghost. About the ghost. Okay, that's directly int- referencing the ghost. That's interesting. So obviously, other people had seen the ghost. Exactly. Exactly right. I so. Like that. With that being said... That's old business. Oh, sorry. Yes, that's old business. And now we can get into new business. We're going to move on to new business. Do you have any additional new business beyond uh, diving into the recipe here? Surprisingly, I do not have any new business. This is surprising. (laughs) Normally, you do have lots of new business, which I love. Um, So, today. Take the lead, pal. This is your recipe. We are revisiting um, another internet famous Alison Roman recipe today. Mm Mm-hmm. So, the last time we did an internet-famous Allison recipe known exclusively as The Cookies. Delicious. Like, say less. This is known as The Stew. Do we see the theme here? We do. She loves a punchy title. Exactly. Not super descriptive, but that's part of the appeal, you know? It's uh, so powerful, it doesn't need anything more. Exactly right. And this is why the stew has a bit of a cult following, because it's not in any of her cookbooks. Um, if you subscribe to New York Times Cooking, I believe it's on there. But for anybody looking to get this recipe, you can actually find one of Alison Roman's home movies on YouTube where she About the stew. walks you through cooking the stew. Or you can look in this little notebook that Ray keeps all of her handwritten <laughs> recipes in. It's very cute. Uh, picks to follow, you guys. Picks to Please check follow. the gram. <laughs> subscribe. Smash that like button smash they that like button smash that motherfucking like button Struggling so this here. is a very simple stew and incorporates a lot of things that i really like which is why i make it all the time and this is my first time having it and this is your first time having it which is very exciting which i'm really excited because it smells so far i am on uh chopping duty here yep for so for chef base of our stew delana is working hard on chopping up uh we're using shallots in place of uh any type of cooking onion or white onion today um, but also finely chopping garlic and ginger. So all of that is gonna go into the pot, into our lovely Dutch oven. Big red. Big She's home due With a healthy drizzle of olive oil. I'm gonna put that in the pan right now. And- you know, because the old business actually was the spooky story where, you know, Kirkle may or may not have abandoned Sarah in the woods. We don't know. And we still don't know if he's a ghost or not. And we didn't address that. see, him jumping in to be like, oh, no, it was in pamphlets. Like, that sounds like something a ghost would say when they were getting a little too close to the truth, you know? It's sus. It is a little bit sus. Mm -hmm. Where's the garlic? Am I blind? Did you... Where did it go? Oh. (laughs) I tried to throw it out. I tried to throw the garlic away. (laughs) It's not like me. Um, so it ties directly into what we want to talk about today. And I am, yes. I am excited. This, you know, listen, I'm not, I'm, listening. <laughs> I'm not like, I love a Christmas movie. I really do. Mm-hmm. Because you know, I love the I love the festive feeling. Everybody, you know, yeah, Christmas, of course, well, for the most part, many people like Christmas. Yeah, but I'm not like an elf person. I'm not I famously don't like the movie Elf either. It's quite all right. I and like that you put your hand over your mouth I like you were it. telling me a, telling a secret. You, guys, <laughs> you and the listeners only know. Yeah, top secret. I don't like the movie Elf. No, and I, I mean I know a lot of people do. I get why it's very joyous. It's very sweet. There's all a lot that of that. Stuff. that- there's a lot of um, Easter eggs, like Christmas movie Easter eggs, in that movie, which I do enjoy. Like, there's a lot of direct references to the old, like, Santa Claus is coming to town puppet movies. But right, but see, to me, what I like in a Christmas anything, mm-hmm. a Christmas event, a Chris, like, a Christmas vibe, yeah, is I really like that, like, old school, like, Victorian Christmas. Oh, like, a you Christmas, want, like a Carol. Dickens Christmas I want a Dickens Christmas. Okay, right. So I feel Just like minus the uh, you know, like tuberculosis. And- you know what? Even yeah. Oh do you want the I'm not going to say the no. TV. If we're going for the full experience, you just never know. Okay. Um basically yeah, I like a like a Dickensian vibe. You know, I like yes. that the the pine garlands and the kinda almost spooky part of Christmas. Yeah. The magic part of Christmas, you know? Yeah. And that's why I'm really I mean, excited for how we are introducing I talk about the spooky part of Christmas. The, well and I know no, you're locked no. and loaded here. No, and this is why I'm excited for the way we're gonna introduce this holiday season. To yes. The pod because it feels on brand for us. It does feel very on brand for it's us. It's not murder Timothy Chalamet or not murder Timothy Chalamet. If it's not murder, comma Timothy Chalamet, comma or <laughs> ghost stories. Just need you to know I'm really disappointed that you <laughs> corrected, corrected yourself because I honestly thought we were gonna. If it's not murdering Timothy Chalamet, we're not. <sighs> it's, it's like fine. to be no, very clear. I'm we don't. I would never be... be driven to take his life, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> I just need him to. Uh, take like a like a year and a half long hiatus that's really all i he need he's gonna find himself yeah i mean we don't we don't need to get into timothy shelney again no we're not and we're also en- enjoying as we prepare uh the the stew. 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 the stew. Uh, ray got us a little like oh. pre pre uh pre yes. bevy bevy uh, a pre pod bevy which is uh carried over into the pod but still very on brand for our holiday episode mm-hmm. where Currently sipping on the JD Shore After 8-ish rum cream. It's freaking delicious. It's basically straight up like I wouldn't mint liqueur. Wouldn't be rum. surprised if this was like 30% milk fat. <laughs> <laughs> it's so rich. And Listen, then, and as the Ashkenazi representative for the podcast, <laughs> I will be in excruciating pain momentarily, but it's worth it, it. For Delaney, saw how thick it was pouring it out, and I looked at her and I was like, "You think you're going to be okay?" <laughs> nope, but it's going to be worth it. Yes, and so, um, keeping with that in mind, our holiday episode today we are talking about Christmas folklore. Yes, not Santa. We're branching no. out. Everybody knows who Santa Claus is. Everyone knows who Saint Nick is. Yeah, etc. etc. Some et cetera. would say they're the same person. Some unquote. would eat. Qu- <laughs> that's and that's a topic for another day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, we're branching into like different folklore. Spooky, spooky, spooky folklore. folklore. Yeah. Oh, I'm I've got so one excited. that's kind of spooky, but more well known, and one that I just learned about that is spooky, but also not spooky. <gasps> Okay, mine's just straight up terrifying. So and I love it. This is good. Yeah, we got a good mix. We got mm-hmm. a good mix. Um, <clears throat> so wait, what are you doing for the stew right now? Let me see where we are So um, while you were doing your chopping, I heated up a healthy glug of olive oil in the pan. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, now given the consistency of the oil, I think we are ready to move the chopped veg. The garlic onion. Yes, it's garlic ready for onion. you. gingembre, gingembre. Ready? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Get that sizzle going in a few minutes. Oh, yep. tea. Let me see what's next on my instructions here. Add the chick piss in a moment. Well, let crack that little can yes, open, shall crack I? Crack that open. And this is also um, a reason why I like this recipe so much. Just as a quick aside, it is vegetarian and I believe it is vegan actually. Uh, I if don't you think were there's to, any animal byproduct in it. I mean, I use chicken broth, but you could Oh, right, you could do vegetable broth. Very, though. very easily switch in a vegetable broth, but um, the chickpeas are such a great source of protein. I do cook with them a lot. In They're tasty. Ways. tasty. And, uh, do we rinse the chickpeas? Uh, we do rinse the chickpeas. Oh, right. well, the hit me up with that colander oh i love this colander okay. you do you do say this every, every time. single time but it's so it's sturdy and it's got like a it's great got little size. legs on the bottom it's got great great hole size yeah i'm just gonna quickly pour these in and rinse them give them a rinse we'll be back momentarily well they can all enjoy the sound the gentle running water over oh, the chickpeas i see it's an auditory experience you know everyone well, can just really not visual. <laughs> <laughs> everyone can just really savor the sound of me washing chickpeas yes there we go, all done. All, all right. right. You want to start, or you want me to start? Um. Why don't you start with your first story? Okay. And then my first ledge. Yes, yeah, so I was gonna say you can sandwich mine. So maybe we'll start with yours, and then we can get into your second one when we're enjoying the stew. Ooh. Yeah. Well, I mean, mine aren't gonna be particularly long, but perhaps we'll find discussion like we do. Like we the do. The first one when we we were discussing this topic. I just recently learned about, and it's a Welsh folklore or oh, slash tradition. My people. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> so, right. Yeah. Uh, called uh, Mary Lloyd. Okay. I think that's how it's pronounced. I apologize if we have a one. If we have a Welsh well, listener, our Welsh following is going to be absolutely furious. Yeah, so. and we have a very. They're in. they in there. There's maybe a Welsh person. Could be. Could be. If if there was, there won't be after this. Um, Yeah, so it's called Mary Lloyd, Mm -hmm. uh, spelled M-A-R-I-L-W-Y-D. Very Welsh. Very Welsh. And I'm going to probably have to post a picture of it on our Instagram so that people can see what it looks like. So so here in the Maritimes, Mm -hmm. particularly in Newfoundland, we have a tradition called mummering. And mummers are people who dress up in, like, these kind of crazy, also a little bit spooky outfits, usually, like, a pillowcase over the head with, like, eyes cut out, Ooh. weird clothes, like, you know, they'll kind of wear, like, their grandma's clothes sort of vibes. And then they go door to door. And they sing and tell riddles and knock okay. on the door. And <laughs> I was then, about to say, doing what? <laughs> you, S- singing and telling riddles, so, okay. And, yeah, and then they, they basically are asking to come in. This so... The tradition and then they'll come in and I don't know, eat you out of house and home, I don't know. Um, the Mary Lloyd tradition is sort of similar, although I was reading that um, some folklorists think that it was pre Christian. So that's Whoa. been around for a long time. A long, long time. Yes, although Druids <laughs> oh, spooky. <laughs> although the first like recorded uh, thing was in the in the early eighteen hundreds. Okay. Which so who knows? Okay. okay. Anyways. Uh, So what it is, is it is a horse skull, which by its very nature is a spooky looking thing. Yeah. So it's a horse skull attached to a wooden pole. Mm -hmm. Like you're going to have like, you know, like those fake horses when you're little that you like ride around. (laughs) You got a broomstick. So it's a horse skull attached to this wooden pole. And on the back of the horse's head is like a white sheet that covers the pole and the person holding the pole. So it looks like this giant... It's a horse skull. That's just like floating around in this white sheet. Oh boy, that is spooky. And then they go door to door, mm-hmm. <clears throat> and they sing. Okay. They sing questions, like, and then the people on the other, uh, on the inside, have to sing in return. Okay. And then if they pretty much can't come up with a reason why Mary Lloyd should not come inside. They get to come in, and I guess pretty much just eat all your food. (laughs) Even the horse skull gets to come in. Well, especially the horse skull. But they're often accompanied by, um, like, a person who's dressed very clearly as the leader. And then also, I saw a thing where they're often accompanied by kind of like a Punch and Judy style puppet, which I had to look up. Yeah, I wasn't really sure what that was. Oh, Punch and Judy. Yeah, I've never seen it, but I, I I actually know exactly who Punch and Judy are. Blackface to me. Oh, they're. Problematic on all accounts. Not just the visual, but it's literally, the puppet's name is Punch, and his wife's name is Judy. Like, the domestic abuse undertones are wild there. Yeah, so I only did a brief click in, and then, because the description I was reading of these characters that accompany the horse, Mm -hmm. they said, like, people will walk up with blackened faces, and I was like, oh, Uh uh-oh, you lost me there. Yep. So, I don't know if that is still how, I'm hoping that's still not how, like, that happens today when people are carrying out this tradition, Um, but I know the horse head still happens, and they'll put, like, sometimes pieces of glass where the the eyes are, or, like, jingle bells. Oh, I don't love that. (laughs) And so, like, wild. I'd never thought of that, but it reminded me so much of mummering, that, that kind of a little unsettling of a tradition with people just being like, can I come inside? And if you can't sing me it's a song, a, I'm gonna come inside. A horse skull talking to you. And so sometimes they do hinge yeah. the jaw. Oh no! They do with like a little lever, and then it's like uh, rah, 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 singing a song. Well, I uh, will confirm to the pod that the Welsh heritage that I have not strong enough where we have ever practiced. You've never done Mary Lloyd anything. I need like to that. like. I'm just gonna listen as that is sizzling. I'm pulling up a picture for you right now because I want you, want you the full to know. reaction. Yeah, because it's. I'm afraid. Listen, I'm scared. Mary Lloyd, Mary Lloyd, Mary Lloyd, stressfully stirring the uh, <laughs> the onions. So you the imagine someone hair. rocking up to your door? Uh, I don't love that. Right? And like, the, oh no! Right? Like, oh no! I know. But don't worry. Sometimes they put ribbons on it. Oh well, that and the jingle bells, and I should be totally fine to let that into like, my house. Like, isn't this wild? Oh, we're definitely putting that on an Instagram story for you guys. Oh, that, absolutely. That is just. Uh, (laughs) Upsettin'. Upsettin'. So that I was fascinated, fascinated. I didn't know that that was like a tradition that happened. Um, Does it, does it need to continue? (laughs) (laughs) I don't. Listen, I say, but honestly the concept of Santa Claus is not much better except he doesn't even ask if he can come inside. He just comes inside. The one thing I will say about Santa Claus though is that he, uh, aside from leaving presents and eating food that has consensually been left out for him. Um, you know, he's in and he's out. He's that's not true. coming upstairs to leave presents at the foot of your bed, like, you know, it's not He's not giving you a little Sorry. kiss on the forehead. <laughs> Good night. <laughs> Good night, sweet prince. <laughs> oh, audience. No. That's so, true. That's true. I will give, you know give you that I on santa you will i you so hard for Christmas. It's hard for me not to uh <laughs> how, da- how dare you insult Santa Claus. <laughs> All right, I'm going to add our chickpeas to the mix just so that they can start cooking a little bit here. So what's cool about frizzling the chickpeas for this stew is that um, the whole can of chickpeas has gone in and we are gonna frizzle them with the onions, the garlic and the ginger, but once they have started getting pretty crispy, we actually take about uh, half a cup of them out, or depending on how many people you're serving. Well, I mean, you it- said here, remove one cup in your little notebook, okay, so... well, we got to go by what the notebook says. Yeah. But uh, in any case, it is meant to be reserved as a garnish. Oh! Just because the rest of the chickpeas, are, uh, obviously, like they soften and they cook in the broth, but um, it's see. nice to have that extra texture. This makes sense. Yes. And then after that, we're going to add the chicken broth, the coconut cream, and the turmeric. Mm-hmm. Bring to a... Simmer, Yeah. And mash the chickpeas. Yes. Cool. So, all right.
1: Okay, so that there, was that was my intro. There's your horrifying
0: that, Welsh tradition. I'm like for I'm me. quite endeared by it, the concept of a horse skull. Maybe dog. I should Do you think I could get away with decorating Christmas uh, horse skull? The question is is what, what is your son going to have to say about that? Mm. My son, the your 10 pounds cat. Yes. <laughs> yeah. He will absolutely shit his little pants. <laughs> Yeah. He gets. He got stressed out yesterday because there was a receipt where he didn't expect it. <laughs> so I don't know how well he would do with a skull that's straight up bigger than he is. Yeah, because horses do be having <laughs> giant ass skulls. They do be. They do be having big heads. Ugh. This is true. Horses. That's why I'm scared of horses. <laughs> because they have big heads. No. Well, all of them is big. That's why they make me very nervous. Actually. I mean, that's pretty fair. I feel like that's an evolutionary like. Thank you so hey, much. Hey, you're gonna crush me, Am. Um, I treat you. I respect you. I chalk it up to uh I feel like in another life I must have died in an equine disaster, disaster. <laughs> in death. Tragedy. In the past life I died in an equine disaster. <laughs> Maybe I was thrown from a horse, you know, gone with the wind style. I Perhaps mean, one kicked me. As you're know. as you're riding side saddle, hair blowing in the wind. Exactly right. Exactly right. Oh. What's you what is okay, so Okay. I mean, we've thoroughly appreciated my contribution. Excellent. Oh, you're ready for me to move on to mine? Oh, I mean, unless you have further things to Um, lament about my horse skull. Okay, so the horse skull, I will agree with you, very unsettling. It's, But But it's not scary. As far as Christmas, eh, Christmas traditions go, you're right. The horse skull is only asking to be... Let in the house and he's doing it through song, which is very polite is, and charming and entertaining. It's almost always how I ask to come into your house. Uh, yeah. So mine is, <laughs> mine is, <laughs> mine is a little more scary. Wait, oh. where's my Okay. I was like, why are you touching, Sorry, are you notes. touching your kitchen stool? I have notes. Oh, oh. <clears throat> okay. I I'm about to give a class presentation. You, you look like you are. Make sure you make eye contact with the crowd. Christmas folklore. <laughs> for episode nine. <laughs> By Ray Tilly. By Ray Tilly, grade four. <laughs> okay, so um, actually, you know what, really quickly before I get into that, I'm just gonna add a little bit more olive oil to our so mash good. here, just to get the frizzle going. I'm gonna turn up the heat a tiny bit, just a skosh to kind of encourage that. I have also added a sprinkle of kosher salt to the mix. Delicious delicious. Okay. okay. So we'll let that sizzle up a bit more. Mm-hmm. Okay. So before we get started, uh, out of curiosity, did you ever get into The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina? <sighs> yes. So okay. we watched probably I think we watched all the way till season 3 and then it lost us. Okay, this and is perfect. And I was perfect. like this is getting fucking weird. This is getting really weird and stupid. and I the, the yeah. level of anger I feel towards Sabrina for being such a know-it-all all the fucking time is unbelievable. Well, I mean, as you know, famously, Kiernan Shipka is very high up on my hit list for celebrities, um, so I completely <laughs> But understand. I would never be drawn to take his life. I would never be drawn to take her life, that's true. <laughs> I, um, The reason why i ask is because uh the particular folklore characters that i'm going to be going over with my story today were actually featured in a holiday special episode of the Chilly adventures of sabrina okay i don't think we saw that one after this episode if anybody is interested in seeing like more of that story that is a very easy way to access it and for the most part the plot of that episode of The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina (laughs) is very true to form and true to, like, the origins of the folklore. All right, all right, all right, all right. Okay. Are you ready? Uh, yes. Okay. Picture this. (laughs) (laughs) Set the stage. It's the 17th century Mm -hmm. in Iceland. (laughs) Oh. Yep. I don't know if Iceland was like fully formed at the time or if the land was like legally well not legally but like officially claimed but um these are icelandic origins this story and Spooky. this is mostly celebrated in iceland so okay. for all intents and purposes we're in iceland we're in iceland it's the 17th century there is a uh, a giantess her name is Gryla charming and she sleeps in a cave with her Ready for this? Her third husband. (laughs) I would love to know what happened to the first two. (laughs) Maybe I'll get there. Okay. But um, so she's a giantess described in really really early folklore, like the first times that she's found mentioned uh, by historians. She's described as a parasitic beggar who walks around asking parents to give her their disobedient children. You hey, would, would you really qualify someone who's asking for your kids as a beggar? See, that's what I... Thought. Like, that's not like a, that's oh man, a... do you have any spare change? you have no, any that's... spare children? you have any spare children? And I would love it, actually, if they could be as disobedient as possible. I want... Give me the worst of the worst. Anyone have... Anyone have spare, shitty children? <laughs> yeah. So, you may be wondering, Delaney, where is this going? I am. Why would she want disobedient children? Well, I will tell you. So... Super fun. This is, uh, I find, very similar to a lot of the other more Nordic Christmas folklore mm-hmm. that I looked into while I was trying to decide on one for today. Um, <laughs> so, the whole thing with Gryla is that she finds the disobedient children and she eats them. What else are you going to do with the disobedient child? I mean, I surely don't know. But. <laughs> According to my notes, which I got off Wikipedia, <laughs> she devours children as her favorite snack. Her favorite dish is a stew of naughty kids for which she has an insatiable appetite. I, I love whatever just happened to your accent. According to legend, there's never a shortage of food for Gryla. Shitty kids everywhere. Shitty kids everywhere. And parents just being like, absolutely. Exactly. Take them exactly. off my hands. So um a little bit of background for you on Gryla. So yep. as I said, the first mention of her can Do be you want found. Me to start this? Uh, yes, thank you. Can be found in the seventh century po sorry, seventeenth century poem of Gryla. Um she appears in older folk tales as a troll, but hasn't or in those older tales was never directly linked to Christmas. Okay. Um now the fun thing about Gryla is that And it sounds like there's them, no shortage. Uh, she's pretty fun. Yeah, she's um, pretty she fun. has lots of sidekicks. In all okay. of her stories, all of the tales being told about her. Now, I did mention um, she has a husband. The third one. Uh, the third one. Now uh, his name. <laughs> give it a give it a whirl. <laughs> <laughs> that's your best try. Your might be lacking accents here. Um, <laughs> 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 le le polyoi. <laughs> Can I look at it? Yeah. What is it? Oh, le, that's le, le polyoi. <laughs> I bet you it's like, oh, it's got, <laughs> I, it's got to sound nothing like what we just definitely tried. Definitely nothing like what we just tried to say. Um, so, yes, he is her current husband, but she has been married three times. Napoleon. So he is said to be living with her in their cave in lava fields, accompanied by their sons, known as the Yule Lads. <laughs> so that's a peppy name. They do sound like a they sound like a Christmas band. Yeah, like a Christmas boy band. The Yule Lads. Or they sound like a like a 2001 ska band. Yeah. The Yule Lads. Yeah, the Yule yeah. Lads. But I do really love the concept as a as a whole of the Yule Lads. I thought you would. Hey, I thought I do, you would. I do, and you're right. And uh, and then they also have their house pet, the big black Yule Cat. So yes. I'm going to be <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> he is the big black Yule Cat. So I'm gonna be addressing both of these sidekicks. The Yule Lads, and then separately the Yule Cat, because there's a whole other subsection of lore that goes along with both of them. Okay, But wow. the reason why they are all tied together and what they have to do with Christmas is because they are connected to Gryla. So, you know, she's, right. she's the OG, she's the bad bitch. So she's, yeah, she's the, uh, she's the main character. She's got the main character she, energy here. I mean, she's had three husbands, like... She's had three husbands and a and she's eaten so many kids. <laughs> she's eaten all the kids. Okay, so... Uh, this is, sorry, as a sidebar, just before we move away from her third husband, this was something included in the Wikipedia article that I thought was really, really funny. Um, the sentence goes, Gryla's husband, not gonna try and pronounce his name again, is lazy and mostly stays at home in their cave. I mean... (laughs) So, I mean, ladies... When you're out there trying to find some disobedient kids to make yourself a tasty snack, and your man is at home doing absolutely nothing, what do you do? Well, that you get your fourth husband is what happens. <laughs> exactly. I assume. <laughs> <laughs> so, the Yule cat. We'll start with him because uh, you know he's my favorite already. He's already your favorite. I yeah. can sense. Yeah. So the Yule cat, described as a huge and vicious cat lurking about the snowy countryside during christmas time Mm. and eating people who have not received any new clothes to wear before christmas eve (laughs) so he just walks around and he's like oh my god last year's gucci loafers i don't think so (laughs) time 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 to go chomp chomp (laughs) chomp so so, it's so harsh um last season's outfit oh mm-hmm. yeah mm. so the Yule cat is essentially a sassy individual very Who just straight up eats people. attentive to uh like yearly fashions i guess yeah really into the to yeah, the current yeah. trends so just to uh, expand on that a little bit, um, even though the Yule Cat is considered part of ancient tra- uh, ancient tradition, sorry, I'm having a bit of a hard time with those words. Um, <sighs> that name just threw you off. Really did. you see really a lot did. of vowels were there aren't a lot oh, of vowels. My. <laughs> um, Written accounts of the Yule Cat have only been located by historians as early as the 19th century. So it oh, okay. only comes up in written like accounts or yeah. written works two centuries after Gryla. Okay, I stand by my statement. She's the OG. She, um, sounds like- Yeah, yeah. So, anyway, the threat of being eaten by the Yule Cat was used by farmers as an incentive for their workers to finish processing the autumn wool before Christmas. Or they're just gonna straight up be eaten. Yeah, literally. So, the, like, laborers who took part in this work, they would have been rewarded with the new clothes but those who did not would get nothing and thus be preyed upon by the Yule Cat. Seems like such a weird thing to pick a, a cat. To, well, not even a cat, but, like, you would think, like, oh, you know, if you if you kill someone, oh, you yeah. might get eaten by the Yule Cat, but it's like, no, no. no you no. don't have new clothes, you're going to be devoured by a mountain cat. And, again, that is why I enjoyed this folklore so much and why I picked it is because as far as, like, Icelandic children go, it's like, yeah, if you misbehave, you're disobedient, uh, you know, this giantess Which lady is going to come eat eat you. But for people who just want to go into their (laughs) nine-to-five, put it in, (laughs) and and go home, home, it's like, no, if you don't process that autumn wool, you're going to get eaten alive by a giant black cat. So help me God, if you are not wearing this year's finest fashion, you will be killed. Exactly. Sorry. (laughs) <laughs> I have saved the best for last. Oh, I'm ready. The Yule Lads. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> they are the sons of Gryla. <laughs> 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 and the first <laughs> <laughs> And the And the We're working on it. So, they are a group of 13 mischievous pranksters. Thirteen! Thirteen. 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 These are getting Ooh. a little frizzly. How frizzly do they need to get? Um, as far as the chickpeas go, I do like them to get a Pretty little brown. more crispy looking on the outside. Carry on with the Yule Lads, then. Yes. So, 13 of them. They steal from or otherwise harass the population and all have descriptive names that generally convey their favorite way of causing mischief. Okay. Are you ready for this, mate? I, <laughs> I have a chart. Mm. So, <clears throat> these are the names in, first of all, the English translations. Okay. I'm not even going to try it with the Icelandic. Counterparts. Yeah, I think we need to practice our Icelandic before we dive into that. Yeah, would agree. Would agree. And uh, also, they are listed in the order in which they kind of descend upon the people or the countryside. So they don't like all, the plagues. The 13 of them don't just show up all at once. They're staggered. They don't show up like West Side Story. They come like, one a day. Oh, okay. Leading right up to Christmas Eve. Okay. That's when the so last a one weird, arrives. terrible version of Advent. I know. It's very stressful. <laughs> okay. Okay. All right. So. Arriving December 12th. Here we go. We got Sheepcoat Claude. Sheep. All Sheep coat Claude. Um, he harasses sheep, but is impaired by his stiff peg legs. <laughs> <laughs> so he, they send him first. They're like, you know what? You know he's, what? Going, he's a little confused, but he's got the spirit. <laughs> they were like, before the overall mayhem and chaos starts we're gonna start with the sheep just go bug the sheep <laughs> for a little bit he's so in, let the his, humans know we're coming by his, by his <laughs> <laughs> oh my god poor sheep sheep coke rod exactly. they really did him dirty in that description <laughs> just catch it he yep. bugs the sheep but mostly he doesn't do a good job of it exactly exactly okay so that's poor guy. December 12th day one okay let's hit day two day two we've got gully gawk Uh huh. Hides in gullies, waiting for an opportunity to sneak into the cow shed and steal milk. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Okay. 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 Coming to you December A little bit less like directly interactive. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. December 14th, we've got the next brother, Stubby. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Straight up Stubby. Okay. All right. Um, described as abnormally short.
1: (laughs) Okay. God.
0: So he's abnormally short. Yeah. And steals pans to eat the crust left on the pants. <laughs> no. Oh. Pants. Oh, pans! I was like, well, he yeah. steals pans yeah. and eats the crust off of the pants. pants. Now this pants. next one. Stubby. This next one, when I read it earlier today, this one really, 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 really got, got me. You? Okay. okay. Um, <laughs> arriving, ladies and gentlemen, December fifteenth. <laughs> Spoon liquor. <laughs> Are you ready? Known for stealing and <laughs> licking wooden spoons. <laughs> He's extremely thin due to malnutrition because I guess he, he doesn't only, eat. He just licks spoons. Just licks wooden spoons. So I need wooden spoons, okay? <laughs> oh, I was like, okay, I was like, oh, well, I'm sure it'll be good, but I wasn't ready for Spoon Licker. <laughs> I didn't think you would be. <laughs> oh, hang on. This is getting really crispy now. Excellent. We, yeah, we can probably uh, turn the heat down a little that. bit on that. Cool. Coconut. That is a good place to pause on the I mean, I mean, we'll call for Gryla's Yule <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh my, my god. god. Just, oh, and spoon liquor. Spoon <laughs> liquor. Just good old spoon liquor, you know? Alrighty, so um, as I previously mentioned, we're going to reserve <laughs> some of the frizzled chickpeas just yep. as a garnish for later. Mm-hmm. And now oh, we add in the coconut. Yep, milk. Coconut cream. Delicious, and chicken broth, right? And the chicken broth, yes. Okay. Now the chicken broth, if you want to open it for moi. Okay. Um, the chicken broth is kind of a feel your way sort of addition to the stew. Feel your way. Exactly. So what happens now that we are adding the liquids into the stew? There's a reason why we, why, I mean, we left a lot of the chickpeas in here, again, as I said, so they can soften and, uh, just get a little bit more malleable. But we are also. <laughs> malleable going, chickpeas, eh? Because turmeric. We are going oh. to, with the flat side of a spoon, mash the chickpeas. Mm-hmm. I would say about two thirds of them. You want to make sure that they're mashed. And it's so the chickpeas will release a starch that is gonna help us thicken our stew. Ooh. And how much turmeric mm-hmm. do you put in? Just like to, um to color? I usually put about a teaspoon. Okay, so we'll just yeah. do like a sketch. Yes. And it is for color. Um I personally don't find the flavor. Turmeric to be super strong, like I know it is meant to be pretty nutty, and that could just be because I'm not using good grade turmeric. But... Well, listen, you want a little more than that, or... uh, yeah, a little bit more. It's just a scratch. I want it to be, but like the sun. Love that. Thank you. All I right, add more. I so that's, well, and that's the thing with the the turmeric and the chicken broth. You can just kind of add as you go. Oh, so it smells that's so good, good thing. with that coconut cream. Oh, I love I love cooking coconut cream. It smells delicious. Um yeah so as you're simmering your stew which we're going to let do right now. Let do. <laughs> oh, no. You're the you're the 14th you'll let let do. <laughs> let do. famous for letting do. <laughs> Just letting do very letting do kind of guy. Um if you find Surprise, your the... you'll let let do. <laughs> I'm going to let you have this moment, I'm going to finish my thought before it gets away from me again. (laughs) Sorry. Okay. Uh, If the stew starts to thicken up a bit too much, then you can dilute it again with a bit more chicken broth and uh, just adjust as you go. (laughs) (laughs) Laugh it up. Sorry. Oh, good old let do. Good old let do. Oh, terrific stuff. It smells amazing, and I really, what I'm really looking forward to is the rest of the roll call. Yes. I'll be completely honest with you. Actually, you know what? We're gonna do just a touch more. A little bit more turmeric? Turmeric, yeah. Here's the back end of a spoon I used. Thank you. At least it's not wooden. <laughs> <laughs> so At least it's, someone not a, licked it. it's not spoon liquor. <laughs> it's not spoon liquor. Oh, oh, poor spoon liquor. Oh, man. Although I do still think the of least all of the. problematic. He just wants to grab a spoon and go off in a corner and just have his time with it, you know? <laughs> and yet he's confused about why he's so malnourished. <laughs> yeah. I still think sheep coat. Uh, Claudius. She He really got the dirty... Yeah, he really he, did. They really didn't do him right there. When do Okay. You want, when do you want us to add the kale? Kale kind of goes in, um, Later. the last five minutes of cooking. We just want yeah. it to be slightly blanched and bright green, but not, um, like, soggy. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, gotcha. Um, okay, so... They hit me gonna with gonna the rest of the roll Okay. Alright, where did we leave off? So, well, we left um, off with Spoon Liquor. Yeah, Spoon Liquor on the 15th of December. <laughs> 16th of December, we get Pot Scraper. Pretty self explanatory. <laughs> okay. 17th of December, we get Bowl Liquor. Oh, wow, they come in like a set. Uh huh. That's nice. Um, 18th of December, we get Door Slammer. <laughs> yep. These are like the most passive aggressive <laughs> ways know. somebody could annoy anybody. So the next one, um, I mean, it is Iceland, so I guess this makes sense. Um, Skier Gobbler. Skier Gobbler? S-K-Y-R. Skier is essentially like the Icelandic oh, wait, version like of Greek yogurt. yogurt. Yeah. So, um, so has just... a great affinity for yogurt. That's the only description oh. he comes with. <laughs> what he does with that, you don't know, but he does have and it. We don't know. Um, this next one is my personal favorite. Sausage Swiper <laughs> hides in the rafters and <laughs> snatches sausages that are being smoked. Hides in the rafters? Yes. <laughs> 20th of December keep your eyes skyward just in case, <laughs> in case sausage swiper in, in the rafters <laughs> holding up. I'm just picturing you arms and legs pressed against the rafters I mean tag tag yourself I'm sausage swiper <laughs> tag myself so far I'm probably still spoon <laughs> yeah. um 21st of December we get window peeper oh. also pretty uh pretty self-explanatory yeah. 22nd of December doorway sniffer. <laughs> oh, no, that's me. Yeah. <laughs> um, Doorway Sniffer has an abnormally large nose and an acute sense of smell, which he uses to locate leaf bread. Yep, yeah, absolutely me. I'm Doorway Sniffer 100%. <laughs> um, 23rd of December, Christmas Eve Eve. This is maybe the scariest of them. Meat hook. <laughs> oh, that escalates really fast from door sniffer to meat hook. <laughs> now, the description says he uses a hook to steal. Meat. <laughs> He's not, like, human meat. Like, he's just, just... He's not even... It's not even that he has, like, a meat hook for a hand. He's just using it to grab <laughs> meat. using it to grab things. Oh, my God. So, okay. Um. And last but not least... Drumroll. Christmas Eve, you get Candle Stealer. Oh, okay. Uh-huh. So we yeah. end on a bit of more... They really think they're going to wind up to Christmas Eve with meat hook. Yes. Yeah. And then you find out all of it's just disappointing. Exactly. <laughs> Okay, so that's the rundown of the boys, the boys. The boys, the boys. Okay, so. boys. They, uh, as I said, they arrive one by one on the final 13 nights that lead up to Christmas. They leave, okay, small gifts and shoes that children place on windowsills, but if the child has been disobedient, they leave a potato (laughs) (laughs) instead. Oh they're God. sniffing your doorways. They're leaving potatoes in your shoes. They're hooking your meats. They're hooking your meats. Snatching your sausages. Oh man! they no swiping them. You don't want to snatch a sausage? You want to swipe yeah. a sausage? So um, again, according to the Wikipedia article that I read, it hasn't modern, let us down so far. Has not at all. In modern times, the Yule lads have also been depicted in a more benevolent role, comparable to Santa Claus and other related figures, which makes sense if they're leaving presents it's for children. Kind of like Santa's elves. Yeah. <clears throat> Um, they are generally portrayed wearing late medieval Icelandic clothing, but mm-hmm. are sometimes shown in the costume traditionally worn by Santa Claus, especially at children's events. So it sounds like they are more elf-like. They're switching them to, like, an They're elf vibe. They're trying to make it a little more child-friendly. I mean, how do you d- explain to a child? Tr- <laughs> well, oh, watch out for meat hook, kiddo. <laughs> he's, gonna, he's gonna get you. He's gonna get you. And if he doesn't get you, then Candle Stealer will. Exactly. We all know sheep cloth, cloth. is not sheep cloth. So, um, this will be my last point about this one, and then <clears> gonna, that, that kind of wraps it up. On it's been ten. Bryla and the Yule Lads. Um, in the late 18th century, uh, the number and depiction of Yule Lads varied greatly depending on location, as each individual lad, <laughs> ranging from a mere prankster to a homicidal monster who eats children. So it, it sounds they, like they have pared it down significantly in recent years. They have the range. And the Yule lads themselves, and I would say kryla also, uh, the tales were used to frighten children into good behavior. I mean, sounds like it. Pretty much everything sounds <clears> similar <throat> to the boogeyman or like a disciplinary tool, except for the Yule cat, which sounds like capitalism. At it's fine. Truly, the, mo- the 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 uh, mascot. That's what I'm looking for. Exactly. I was say the mentor, exactly. but also that. Yes. I so mean, never talk to me or my thirteen sons ever again. Never again. <laughs> so with that. We're going to close the door on Gryla. on Gryla and her 13 Yule lads. That was a ride I could never have predicted and I'm so glad you took me on. As soon as I saw the list with the names, you knew it was gonna I get thought me. to myself, this is for Delaney and she will appreciate this. And you're absolutely correct. Will I ever stop thinking about Meat Hook? Never. Never. Never, never again. I, d- I mean, yeah, we're going to have to make a tag yourself sort of post. We absolutely Let the people. Will. Let you guys decide for yourselves. Who are you in the cast of the Yule Lads? Exactly. Are you a door sniffer? Are you a pot scraper? <laughs> or a bowl licker, perhaps? Or a bowl licker, perhaps. It's up to you to decide mm-hmm. who you are. Mm-hmm. That's um. That was inc- that was incredible. So I feel like my story is that. just pale in comparison because mine are more tidbits. They weren't they weren't long. You know what though? I will uh, reveal for the listeners. I actually came across the uh, the Welsh. Horse skull on a list, like yeah. a, a master list of creepy Christmas folktales. Yeah. Um, and it freaked me out so much that I scrolled quickly <laughs> past it. <laughs> so, and then I was like, hey, you want to look at a bunch of pictures of this and horse? I'm like, oh, not again. <laughs> yeah, she's back. Um, she's knocking on your door, going, well. me Marion Ray with her little jaw. Oh, no. uh, <clears throat> we, as we're waiting for this to simmer and thicken up a little bit yeah. more, though. We have a choice. We can either pause, play some fun elevator music for the listeners, Ooh. or if you do want to give us your second and final tale, it's up to you. I mean, listen, I'm listening. Let's. Let me just. But I'll, I'll tell you. I'll tell you what it is because it's not big, and I feel like most people already know what it is. Okay, so it's a little a little uh, digestif before we dive into our stew and your story, and it is. Krampus. <gasps> Krampus. Krampus. Possibly the best known. I feel like in most people day. know what Krampus is now. I feel like it kind of hit like a big stride in North America. Yes. And everyone was fascinated by what Krampus is. So it turns out, so in a lot of Alpine, the, the phrase they kept using were Alpine villages. <laughs> but the geography of that that I found was like Germany, Austria, Czechoslovakia, Hungary. Uh, no, Ch- yeah, uh, hungry and I think that was it. There were a couple, I will say, just as a sidebar, and again referencing this kind of list that mm-hmm. I found of all of these. <clears throat> really fucking creepy types of tales. Um, they're mostly concentrated in those types of countries. Yeah, right? Like Northern like, Europe. What is going on in Northern Europe? And like, Scandinavia. You don't get a lot of sunlight most of the time, but... You start seeing things in the shadows I after all. so. But Krampus, so I thought Krampus was kind of a... Saint, you know, opposite of St. Nicholas. That's what I always thought. But it's what I was reading was that he was uh, kind of not... Not the opposite and like, you're good, you get St. Nick, you're bad, you get Krampus, but more the yin to the yang, so they almost kind of work together. Oh. You know? Interesting. Good kids get St. Nick, bad kids get Krampus. Okay. But the cool part about Krampus, without mm-hmm. going into all the history of Krampus, is that they still do, like, Krampus parades. Oh. So, like, in, in these, quote-unquote, Alpine villages, yes. people yes. get all dressed up, like, crazy costumes. Krampus looks like... Uh, I guess, what you would probably imagine the devil looks like. He's got, like, big goat horns. He's tall. He's got, like, a scary human sort of face. He's covered in black hair. Uh, yeah. Mm-mm. Very scary. And they have, like, a Don't whole parade it. for, like, Krampus, Krampus night. Okay. Right? Isn't that wild? Yeah. Like, I would love to see that. I think I would like Look to see the that. Look of the festive season, like, Krampus coming of yeah. to steal away all the... Again, stealing away the naughty children. Mm-hmm. When did we stop? When did we stop doing that? Threatening children with literal kidnapping <laughs> and violence <laughs> and being devoured. It's like, supernatural violence. The the essence that I've gotten from all of these different stories that I've read, mm-hmm. and I'm sure you can say the same about Krampus. The way parents tell these children these stories is that it's like, oh, we don't have any control. Like, no, if you're, it's not if up you're to bad, us. if you're bad, Krampus gonna get you. There's nothing I can do about that. Uh huh. And I, I have a little respect for that <laughs> I mean, it's do. a bit of a hands-off approach <laughs> mm-hmm. But I bet you it was effective Yeah I would have not I would have been scared I probably would have been scared of Gryla more than I would have been scared of Krampus Because you're like, no, but but St. Nick will save me No one is saving you from Gryla No, I think once she's got you, she's got gotcha. you That's it, it's you're, game over You're going in a, a stew Or she's going, we eat you raw Yeah Which sounds like, I mean, if she's preparing herself a snack Sometimes you got to hit the road quick Pick up more <laughs> kids to eat you know, just take one to go. Take it like an oyster. You know, just oh, <laughs> no. get a little squeeze of lemon. Hit, there you just go. Get some lem. Get just a little, little something on top. You know, a little yeah. dusting of whatever is lying around. Seventeenth century <laughs> Iceland. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean, I have just I feel like Krampus in my mind just no longer compares to Gryla. She's but become uh, the apple of my spooky Christmas eye. I'm so glad. I love her. I would like to know more about Krampus, though, just because it is, uh, that when we suggested this topic, mm-hmm. was the first, he was the first one that came to mind. He was, and I do have my notes. Allow me. I'm ready. I'm, oh, my I liege! Just, I just, uh, pulled up another, uh, picture of Mari Lloyd. All right, so here we go. So. So Krampus, I'm just trying to think of how I'm supposed to pronounce this. So he was, he's, uh, so there's St. Nicholas. Okay. He he was, he was like assisted by St. Nick in a way. So like during the Christmas season, he would scare kids who misbehave. And he Mm -hmm. was assisted by St. Nicholas, the first of three good December figures. The other two being Santa Claus and dead Moroz, Moroz, Moroz. Okay. Haven't looked into who or what that is. So, they both visit on the night of the 5th of December. Okay. St. Nicholas rewards the well-behaved children with modest gifts. You know, we're not talking Nintendo Switches here. We're talking oranges, dried fruit, walnuts, chocolate. Mm. And the bad kids receive punishment with birch rods. Ooh. (laughs) So, you either get an orange or you get the shit beat out of you by (laughs) (laughs) crampins. Those are your options. Now, okay, so... Oh, I have to correct myself. Mary Lloyd was not pre-Christian. Krampus is pre-Christian, they think. Oh, correction, Correction. But Mary Lloyd, the first written, was still in the 1800s. Okay, got it. But she was not pre-Christian. Krampus is pre-Christian. I should have looked up the notes. Um, so they're not really sure where he came from. Okay. They do think he's pre-Christian. He does have a lot of, like, Satan the devil vibes. Well, yeah, just the horns and all the black the Kind of the fir. cloven hooves. Yeah, yeah, got yeah. The black Philip energy, you know? Very much so. He asks you if you would like to look deliciously. <laughs> It's you with, with a birch rod. And then <laughs> <it's>, <laughs> if you say yes or no, Yeah, either way you're getting hit with a birch rod, yeah, um, so the traditional parades mm-hmm. are are and please forgive me, I don't speak any German crowncrampus Kramp- laugh Lauf. Lauf Krampuslauf. um so it's, it was primarily young men, they would get all dressed up as Krampus, okay, and try to scare the crowds, okay, but i you know, I feel like it's probably more of a fun thing, it wasn't like an unexpected crowd, and all of a sudden <laughs> No, someone's coming at you. Uh And it occurs mostly annually. Okay. Um, And he's always featured on, like, greeting cards. Or was frequently free- featured on greeting cards. There's one that I have saved that I can put on Instagram from the 1900s. Love that. Um, Like, around the 2010s. Mm-hmm. The, the beginning of the 2010s. He became more popular. Okay. In, like, Hollywood. Because there was, like, a Christmas movie that came out called Krampus. Um... And all of that kind of stuff. Here's, I don't know if you can see, I'll just show you this picture because it's very creepy. Oh, dear God. Yeah, right? So people really go hard on the Krampus dress up. I don't know which I per- would prefer the horse skull or that. <laughs> I mean, I think I would, I would, Mari Lloyd seems pretty nice. Yeah. I would kind of, I feel like I'd prefer her to, if she's just gonna she come in and, and eat my food. She's just gonna come in and eat. Yeah, which I'm like, I respect that. Mm-hmm. So, um, they they also think that maybe these kind of Krampus uh, costumes and like the actions they do, the kind of boisterous mischief making, mm-hmm. um, was a little uh, inspired or had first appeared in like dreadful comic sort of medieval plays. Okay, I see. Church plays. Yes. Um. Anyway, so there are there are quite a bit of heathen elements in the Krampus. Heathens. Yeah. So now I'm so on board. which is where I feel like it kind of splits from what we. Th- Sort of we tie our modern, like, commercial Santa Claus. Mm. Sort of splits from the legend of St. Nick. Mm-hmm. And then even then, I feel like Krampus is actually a bit split from St. Nick in that he's not a Christian figure. At least from the start, it seems he wasn't. Mm-hmm. Um, they, a lot of, folklor- folklorists. <laughs> a lot of, of folklore, folklorists. Those are the, war. <laughs> a lot of folklorists. A lot of folklorists believe that Krampus actually derives from a pagan supernatural. Uh-oh. That That's then cool. pretty much was assimilated into the Christian devil. So okay. I mean, we are kind of going back here to like, kind of, I, Druid is not the right term because this we're talking like Northern Europe. Yes. But you know, we're talking like way back, way way back, way back supernatural mm. like elder gods. You know. Oh boy. Like big. Have you ever watched the, the old gods in the, the news? The old gods, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like very creepy sort of stuff. Okay. Which I'm I love. Pause you for two seconds. Yeah. I'm ready for the kill, my liege. Oh, I would be delighted, my lord. Oop. Just destroy your kitchen. Let's sprinkle this in. Yeah, the whole thing. Um, about half. Okay. Yeah. Nice crispy kale. You always have really like nice the best kale. For you. Thank you. Good. Right, More. Yeah, that should be good. Okay. Um, so yeah, so it's he's got that. Did you ever watch the movie The Ritual? No. It's very scary. Um, and it actually takes place in Sweden, which I recognize is different than Germany and Northern Europe. Mm-hmm. But the the way they designed. The character Loki, the god Loki, as he's in the movie, very this sort of old god, just like massive. Magical. Yeah, and massive and like so, like the figure is so scary. Yes. It's like half like a megafauna vibe and half human. Very, very strange. Um, so I'll tell you a little bit about Krampus Nacht. Okay. The, the Night of Krampus. So the Feast of St. Nicholas is celebrated in parts of Europe on the 6th of December. Mm-hmm. Uh, on the preceding evening of the 5th of December... Yes. ...is Krampus knocked. So sometimes he's on his own, sometimes he's with St. Nicholas. Okay. Um, St. Nicholas usually shows up in, like, a bishop's outfit. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I mean, you know, very... I mean, like, we got it, you're tight with God, please yeah, relax. Yeah, whatever, and he has, like, a ceremonial staff, the whole nine <laughs> yards. Um, so unlike North American like, commercial Santa Claus, Coca-Cola Santa Claus here. Mm -hmm. Uh, St. Nicholas concerns himself with only the good children. So he doesn't, Santa doesn't come in to the good and the bad. I see. Being like, okay, you're bad, you get your coal. St. Nick is only concerned with the good kids. The bad kids are left to Krampus. Oh, boy. When, you know. uh, Well, and I guess, I mean, in the parade, he's not beating children with (laughs) a (laughs) bird. That's good. Uh, So usually in the parades or, like, the feasts that Mm -hmm. happen, St. Nicholas gives out little gifts. And Krampus supplies coal and the Rutin bundles. And I'm not sure what a rootin bundle is. Okay. I was trying to find some things about the rootin bundle. It could not. I was, it was inconclusive. Okay. Yeah, so, uh, cr- and then there's also something called Krampus, Krampus Lauf, which I talked about earlier. So there's there's quite a few different Krampus events, uh, celebrations for I Krampus. I see, I see. Um, there is regional. Variation, which I really like. Yeah. Uh, the uh, regional variation in uh, in Krampus, in your old-timey eldritch god horror devil. Uh, so there's a place called Styria, um, which I need to refresh my memory as to where that is. It's in it's in ger- southeast Austria. Okay. Um, I was gonna say it's in Germany, southeast Austria. Okay. And the root and bundles come in again. Yeah. Krampus handing out root and bundles everywhere. Uh, the twigs are painted gold, mm-hmm. and they're displayed year-round in the house huh. to remind any child who has forgotten about Krampus that Krampus is coming. Interesting. I do like that they're painted gold, though. Right? Just a that's little, nice. That's very on But You're like, okay, I'm going to remind my child that a monster will beat them with a rod, but it does look nice in the house. Yes. <laughs> Which we love. Um, in the more isolated villages, mm-hmm. um, sometimes Krampus will have a buddy, mm-hmm. you know, who comes with him. Um, wild man sort of figures um... are <laughs> you alright a little cough I had a tickle in my throat oh okay does not right. want the listeners to hear it I think we all heard it anyways because I, I drew direct attention to it <laughs> thank you for that you're so welcome um, and so sometimes he's got a bud with him and like Saint Nick is nowhere to be found okay so pretty much abandon all hope yes Um, there is a bit, like, there have been some toned-down versions of Krampus um, that show up in popular Christmas markets like in Austria. Okay. Um, Like Salzburg Christmas Market, where it's like big, beautiful markets. Sometimes Krampus will show up. Mm -hmm. And now, of course, North America's jumped on the bandwagon and it's like, we're gonna do Krampus all the time! So there will be huge, huge like Krampus parades. Okay. Where people have, you know, they're wearing $1,000 scary Krampus costumes and and all that kind of stuff, but personally, I like uh, the Krampus car- carton, Krampus carton, which are the Christmas cards of Krampus, and I'm going to show you another one. What? <laughs> <laughs> He's yeah, aggressively long-limbed, uh, completely red, also naked. Yep. And go ahead just and describe what's happening in the picture, Ray. Yeah. Okay, for the listeners. There is a small child in medieval garb that is very clearly disturbed and attempting to run away while a what looks like ten foot tall red man Mm -hmm. with devil horns who's brandishing the birch. The birch rods. Has a long green tongue that is protruding from his smiling jowls and is reaching down and the tongue itself is wrapped around the child. Krampus! What the fuck, Krampus! So personally, I would love to start a collection of Krampus carton. Okay. Um, and there's also one that's, I gotta be honest, a little erotic. Is that what what do you think? I mean, this. I so I'll Krampus just Krampus and yeah, just tell tell us about it. <laughs> Krampus and Saint Nick in his bishop's hat. Yeah. Again, we get it. Very sexy. Um, they're uh, huddled together. And exchanging a knowing glance. Yeah, they're sharing a little And they're kind of smiling moment. to each other. Yeah, it's, uh, again, a real favorite of mine. The uh, <laughs> the, <laughs> the homoeroticism is just... It abounds, and we'd love yeah, to see it. We do so, love to see it. Yeah, so that's a little bit about Krampus. It's become a big thing. A phenomenon, yeah. Here, yeah. Okay. I mean, to say it was a big thing already, but it's become really big in North America. Yes. In non-Alpine towns. Ah, Which yes. is very exciting, so. That is very exciting. And, yeah. um... You know what's very interesting, so I obviously, as I said, I didn't know a whole lot about the history of Krampus prior mm-hmm. to today, which is why I was excited that you were going to bring that to the table, but one time you when- you see Krampus? Uh, no, I did not see Krampus. <gasps> one but time I saw Krampus, though. One time I actually met him, and he was a pretty nice guy. <laughs> one time I saw him, he was walking with uh, St. Nick. One time I was in Germany, and went to a Christmas museum. Oh, okay. And they had a whole room. For Krampus? For Krampus. See? There we go. Krampus. And, uh, the legend lives on. Knowing what I know now about how he is more so celebrated as opposed to feared. Um, I mean, I feel like it's a, it's a bit a healthy dose about, of both. Yeah, I'm feeling a bit better about all of that. I feel but, like Krampus doesn't carry the outright threat that Gryla has. No. Of like, she's straight up not. it will be the end of your life. It's more like, okay, don't forget, you're either going to see Saint Nick or you're going to see Krampus. See Krampus. And I mean, it's not ideal to see Krampus, but he isn't going to shoot you like an oyster. No. Um, He'll kidnap you and and beat you with a stick. Yeah, hit up a little bit. Which also not great. No, but I would probably take it over being like devoured mountainside by an Icelandic giantess. Yeah, at least you know, like if you're going with Krampus, you have a chance. If you're going, with you're Vryla, gonna probably then come home at some point. It's lights out, I it's, think. Uh, yeah. It's and it's lights out pretty fast. It sounds like. Yeah. If you know she's again on the road looking for a snack, you never know if it's your lucky day. <laughs> Is it your lucky day? I mean, I guess that's a matter of perspective, you know? So the stew is at, what is my desired thickness? Well, I, that's that's okay, I guess Delaney. it's going to be my desired thickness too. Um, so we've ladled some into some bowls. What we're going to do now is add the couple different garnishes that go on the top, which really, in my opinion, kind of make this dish. Exciting. Yes. So, so we've got our frizzled chickpeas. Yes, we've got our fizzled chickpeas. Um, Should we get skier liquor in here? Because this looks a little uh, little like skier. What is it? Skeer Yes, yeah, What was his name? Oh, skier liquor. Was it skier liquor? I think it was. I'm going to grab oh, the skeer Oh, list. skier gobbler is skier what it gobbler. Skier <laughs> gobbler. Because we got some yogurt. We do. We um, are using full fat Greek yogurt because I don't let anything less than full fat into my house. <laughs> um, and I like to do just like, yeah, like a healthy dollop of that on top. Uh, you can absolutely use sour cream if you've got it, or mm-hmm. scare. <laughs> if it hasn't been gobbled. If it has not been gobbled yet. If it hasn't been gobbled, it's still good. So And then we get our chickpeas. And then we get our chickpeas. Um, you want a spoon? i going to the way. Yes, for me. Go. Um, I'm going to put a get. spoon yeah. on each of these. And then, yeah, we'll just a, a further, further spoon. For a further spoon for the frizzled chickpeas. That looks so good. Oh, She's a beaut. I'm glad you're excited. We'll do a little drizzle of Yves. a Little olive oil. Got, oops. Got stew. And then, this is optional, but uh, Allison does like to put some torn fresh herbs on top of her stew when plating, and I find cilantro kind of gives like that really nice sort of nutty brightness flavor. Um, you like cilantro, right? Yeah, I do. Okay. Wow. Well, sorry. Thanks for asking. Game time decision I couldn't remember and I was paranoid. <laughs> <laughs> no, I do like cilantro. All right. I but do. I think this we're ready. delicious. Okay, well, let's get our beer. Yep. We'll reconvene at the table. Yep. And uh we're going to get into the bite and we're uh We're going to get beverage. into the, the yeah. Ooh. All right, dude, are you ready for our drink? Yeah, what do we got? Okay, so this I was so so excited to bring to the table today. We are trying the newest offering from Good Robot. <gasps> we love Good Robot. This is Local called brew. the Oatcake Computer. And it is... I'm sorry, I'm taking this back oh, for I'm you sorry, re- I label to to the label. <laughs> um, a chocolate-dipped oatcake stout. You know, okay, and oatcakes are a big thing here in the Maritimes. Yes. And you know I love a stout. I do know you love like, a stout. As so soon as I much. saw this and, you know, looked outside and saw the fucking weather yeah. today, torrential downpour, I thought... This something like this something nice and hearty would be fantastic so this clocks in at 4.9 percent it's not the heaviest out in the world in terms of alcohol but um
1: i had a nine percenter the one, other day and that did some damage oh yeah
0: i can imagine yeah i can imagine um on the side of the can it says tastes like a chocolate dip note oh, cake no surprises <laughs> oh, okay well you know what you gotta <laughs> Let's love see if they're telling the truth you gotta love uh, that it does what it says on the tin you know mm-hmm Ooh, it's beauty Oh, she's a good pour. Oh, thank you so much. I am a professional. <laughs> I mean, literally. Yes. <laughs> literally, yes. Lovely. Yeah, All it's like right, but... looks like Coke. Like it's very dark. Yeah, it looks exactly beauty, like Coke. Beauty it looks beer, like a Guinness. Though. It's got that lovely like light brown head on it. Oh. Oh, it smells good. Oh, yeah. Cheers. Cheers. I give that a sip. Mm, yeah. Oh, yeah. Chocolatey? Odie. Tastes like a chocolate-tipped cake. Really does. Good Robot hasn't yet to let us down. Good on you, Good Robot. Good on you, Good Robot. Another well one. Another, another, uh, I mean, it, it just does what it says on the can, and I respect that. And now All we right. got our stew. You ready for the stew? It smells great. The color is I'm, bright. Yes. I'm excited for you to try this as a refresher to the listeners. This is your first time trying it. The stew. And it's probably right. my 17th, so... Well, <laughs> listen... That uh, that pasta we made a few weeks ago, the the garlic with the kale. Oh yes, that has become a staple. Made that a bunch of times already. I'm so glad. So I'm, oh. I'm excited. All right, here we go. Oh my god. I get it now. Yeah, I get it now. Mhm. That's delicious. It's creamy. It's warm. It's got the kale. Super comforting. Very, very comforting. But not like, uh, yeah, not too heavy. Mm-hmm. Not heavy at all. Oh, delicious! I like the cilantro too. Mm-hmm. And I've already spilled it on myself, which I knew was going to happen. <laughs> all right. Well, you got anything else for spooky? Uh, no, I think. the holiday lore. Genuinely, I feel like I really did myself with the, you. Really did <laughs> the, the roll call. Story. <laughs> You really did. That was that was your best work yet. Thank you so much, my liege. You're so welcome. Well, we will catch you guys next week. Um by the time yeah, by the time this episode comes out, it will be December. And we're kicking it off. We are really kicking it off. Watch soon. out for um watch out for meat hook. Yeah. Mary, <laughs> Marilyn. Maril- Mar- Mary Lloyd. Mary Lloyd. Mar- Mary Lloyd. Yeah. yeah what watch out for them all, but I mean most especially, really watch out for uh for sheep cloaked Claude. <laughs> Because he is going to do his best. It might not be great, but he will try his best. He's going to come harass your sheep. That's for damn sure. And we can absolutely count on that. Yeah. All right. Well, enjoy the start of your holiday season. And hope you don't bump into Krampus. Bye. (laughs) Bye. Bye.